Is Jake Paul the future of boxing? No, probably not. But he did beat Tyron Woodley last night to move to 4-0 as a professional. Went eight rounds in the end in Cleveland. Jake Paul, given the nod by split decision, probably wasn't a split decision. But he goes on. Tyron Woodley, no doubt. Well, I don't imagine we see him in a boxing ring or any other uh, cage-like thing in the future. This is After the Bell, Mirror Fighting's Boxing Show with me, Martin Dolman, with Barry Jones and with Declan Taylor. Normally, of course, gents, we'll have a very serious conversation about fights we've seen and what's going to happen next. But let's initially treat the fight as it was. It was a professional fight over eight rounds, sanctioned, and the rest of it. I guess the best moment, Tyron Woodley in the fourth round when he did land the right hand. And, and actually, there's a very good grab. I know you can take a grab of anything these days and make it look good, but there's a very good grab of Jake Paul, essentially almost out of the arena. He's gone so far back to the ropes. Uh, and Woodley claimed that should have been counted as a, as a knockdown. Apart from that, a fairly straightforward fight for Jake Paul, I would suggest, Barry. Yeah, it was. I, <laughs> I, I'm not jumping on the bandwagon. He's getting better. <laughs> He's the future of boxing, most definitely. I think Canelo would have been watching our worried. No, seriously, but he is getting better. No, he's a novice, and but he's a novice that talks that says things the royal people love by saying that he's gonna challenge Canelo soon, and he's no, he's he's the Mike Tyson of this generation's um, fans and things like that. And so I understand why people can't stand him, and also for the boxing purists like myself and Declan that you know. We just find it really frustrating that anyone's allowed a license to box. That's the only issue we've really, most of us have really had. Not that they're fighting, not that they're on telly, not that they're earning loads of money because they're marketable products. So good luck to them. It's the fact that it was so easy to get a professional license, and that was the only issue that that I've ever had with it all. Not the the fact that they're fighting because it's like why call a boxing to me? And that was again there. You got two guys really, who one was three and over up until last night, who hadn't met, never boxed. A boxer, let alone a professional boxer, he boxed a basketball player, another YouTuber, and a UFC guy. Combat sports, you know, seem similar, but they're poles apart. Especially if you're good at you, you're good at MMA, but you're good at the grappling part of MMA. Then the boxing part, or the striking, as they call it in that in that um, in that domain, is is no good to you. It doesn't help you. It doesn't help you just because you used, used to getting hit. It's how you get hit is the issue. So, you know, he's built up a, a massive following there and it's frustrating a lot of people that he's, that he's leapfrogging people in popularity and, and certainly purses. But, you know, he, he looked a bit better the other, the other night. Again, he's boxed a guy who was a little bit better than all the others he, he'd faced. But, but, you know, again, he wasn't very good. And, and neither was Jake Paul. He was better, but he wasn't, still wasn't very good. And he still doesn't beat anyone who's, who's half-decent I think, but he toughed it out when he had to. So if he was just a kid coming up who, who no one ever knew, no, no, on an undercard, we'd say he did okay. I think that's the point, isn't it, Declan? Because if you, everything you read about him suggests that he takes this very seriously. He does have boxing people in his team. Uh, he's done a lot of training in Big Bear. A lot of people say that whatever else you want to say about him, he trains hard and actually, you know, he does all right in sparring. And if you look at last night, you can see that he does the fundamentals okay. But again, it's how you frame it. This is not, as Barry said, you know, the copper box at 4 p.m. or, you know, you know something like that. This is 
as he said, the second biggest pay-per-view of the year, in his words, behind his brother against Floyd Mayweather. Uh, this is big-time boxing, and this is what people are being subjected to. Yeah, but, I mean, not being subjected to it like with a gun to their head. You've got to look at the crowd yesterday. The place was packed. The place was packed for the for Tommy Fury, like, three, four hours before the main event. It was ridiculous. I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen that in all my years of go of covering fights, 11 years of working in the sport. Never seen a place so packed that early on. Like, it just hasn't happened. So, I get what you're saying, that, yeah, it's... It's sort of like a facsimile of boxing, isn't it? It's not like it's kind of. And I was having a bit of an existential crisis. I must admit, at about five a.m. this morning, watching that, just thinking, like, what? Like, this is it. This is this is boxing now in in one in some way. And like, you sort of start to wonder, well, what makes it? But what makes boxing boxing? This is what I was going through in my head yesterday. You got it's on pay per view showtime. They got nice shorts on. They both done ring walks. The place is packed. They're punching each other. They're both receiving punches that people want to pay to see them. You start thinking everything's there apart from talent, boxing talent. And it's the one thing you can't fake, isn't it? But, it's, but like, no disrespect to either of them. Jake Paul's what? That's his fourth fight in his life. And like I said last week, you could argue if you lined up all the people who had never set foot in a boxing ring, who have had four fights in their life, he'd probably beat most of them at his weight class because of, like you say, the amount of training and stuff he's doing. He's getting better. His feet are terrible. He reaches with a jab. He can barely get anything off against a little guy. Like, he's not, you know, he's, he's as good as what he should be at this point. Tyron Woodley, I don't know. We spoke about it last week. I don't know anything about him at MMA. But he was far, he's too small. He has no idea how to close the distance against the, against the taller guy without grappling or doing whatever he does as an MMA, kicking or whatever. When he has to close the distance and land something, he couldn't do it. He waited too long, couldn't get a shot off. It was one of the worst fights I've ever seen in my entire life. But it was on pay-per-view, showtime, main event. And you're like, okay, well, what is – it's an attraction. When you think about boxing, what is it that makes this any different to all the other pay-per-views? It is the talent. But if people don't care about that, then it's just as legit as anything else, which and, was a, t- a tough pill to swallow at 5 a.m. this morning, I must say. And, and you know, armchair boxing fans, or people, you know, generic boxing fans, generic sports fans who would say the same – Sort of reverse about Mayweather, yeah. All yeah. people who's a builder, and the, the, we appreciate the Mayweather ability and skill, but but again, the armchair fan just looks at Mayweather and says, "This is twelve rounds of him making a guy miss. This is rubbish." And they'll watch Jake Paul and go, "Not that fight, but the fight before, where they, where you know he's hitting," and they go, "This is much better." Yeah, it's not. We know that, but for people who don't really know the sport, they'll just see, "Well, I'm I'm more excited, I'm more stimulated by that than I am by this." I think that what you said, no one's forced, no one puts a gun to head to watch that fight. And I think that's shows like last night are that case. I think you don't have to watch it. If we if we weren't doing this podcast, I wouldn't have watched that. I know because I had no interest in seeing I, I would I'd watch Tommy Fury on a normal boxing show, but I wouldn't get out of bed to watch him again in a four rounder against the guy he boxed, who again, who wasn't a boxer, or I wouldn't get out of bed to watch you know Joe um Daniel Dubois box a guy who who, who don't really know what he's doing. There's no interest to in me that, so I wouldn't have watched that show because that wasn't geared up for people like myself. The problem is, is when they start mixing Jake Paul in with really competitive fights, like Triller are going to do maybe with you know if they get Tiafimo Lopez and 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 George Cambosis to box each other on an undercard of one of these, I'll have to watch that. Then, so you say I know it's been a gun to my head, 
but they are because they I want to see that fight. Like no one puts a gun in their head to watch any pay per view. But if you're a boxing fan, you've got to watch it, even if you can't afford it. It's not fair. You know, sometimes when they're not worthy to be pay per view because you love boxing, you and you and you you're invested in the sport. But that last night, and when and the same as same as the Mayweather Logan Paul um, show, are separate. You don't really have to. There's no there's no fight on there that you that you're getting out of, that you're gonna you know rule yourself if you miss it. And and certainly them fights and, and they're not really boxing. In fact, they have no effect on the boxing ratings or or the landscape of the sport. Of, of the real sport, you know, I think how people perceive it, and I think you just have to take it as it is, to be honest, because because it's here, whether we like it or not, it's here, and as long as it doesn't, as long as Jake Paul's not leapfrogging his way from popularity only, leapfrogging over the ratings and getting a shot at at somebody who's who's very good, I don't care if this, he deserves twenty million a fight if he's if he's generating that sort of interest and money, that's just. You know, that's just common sense. That makes that makes sense for the TV companies. You can't blame anyone involved, to be honest, for that. But if they start, if he starts fighting for titles and world titles, then then it becomes an issue. But until that day, it doesn't. I just I find it incredibly hard to hate on him because it's like, like you say, there are people willing to pay. He's delivering a product and selling a product, and that's what he does. And that's what he did before he was boxing. He was doing whatever he does on YouTube and doing funny stuff, getting tasers and that for likes. It's like. Whatever, like, how can you, how can you disrespect this, this guy who's gate crashed the sport because it was there to be gate crashed and made money off people who were willing to see it? Yeah. I just think fair enough. And he puts like Martin said it right at the top of the show. He puts work in as far as we can see. He is improving. He's willing to get in the ring, which is more than can be said for millions of others. He gets in there. Um, he's up. He's up in the levels, kind of, with opponents. He still hasn't boxed a boxer yet. Um, so it's like. How can you how can you hate that? The problem is as soon as you start hating that, he's won anyway because that's what he wants you to do. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I think that is that any worse than what we're going to see in uh, Oscar De La Hoya coming back boxing someone else or Joe, Joe Fournier, David Hay? Is it is it any better, any worse? I don't know. That might be a really entertaining show. Not it, again, but again, I think we have to remember as, as real hardcore boxing fans, it's not targeted to us. We're not the demographic that people are. They don't care if we're not going to. Pay per views in general, they don't. They they're not targeted at us. They're not advertised towards us because they have us. They know we're going to watch the boxing, whether it be on Sky or the Zone. They know. No, say Sky. We just use Sky for this. Sky know we're going to watch boxing. So when they put a show on pay per view, they don't pr- promote it and, and, and market that around us. They're marketing around again the generic sports fan. They want them to get invested and get involved because they have our money guaranteed because we love boxing. And that again last night and shows like that. No, they don't get the effect. We're not going to watch that anyway, but they're not, they don't care about us. They're looking for a new demographic who don't watch boxing, who don't understand boxing. So that whatever they're seeing, they think Jake, some people around around the world now think Jake Paul is one of the best boxers on the planet. They do. They don't know, but it doesn't matter because they're 14 and they live in Hawaii or California or whatever they live or, or next door to me, I don't know. But they don't, they're not involved in the sport, they don't care about the sport. When Jake Paul goes off and starts doing skydiving or abseiling or underwater aerobics or whatever you want to do, they'll they'll watch that and he'll and he'll tarnish that sport and then he'll they'll get involved in that. And that's how it is. They follow him, they're fans of him. And I think and if and if people say if I stay on the sport, then it only helps the sport. I don't think that will work, but maybe. But I don't. I don't see it that way. I don't see that 
these people will be interested in boxing because they won't understand or appreciate uh, how difficult it should be. It's a working class sport, and now with people like Jay Paul turning up, you know, from a from a you know, not a working class background, which doesn't mean you can't be tough. Of course, I understand that. Conor Ben has proved that, but it's really that it's a sport that takes you from nowhere and and gives you a better life. Whether you're a rich superstar like Joe Kazaki or an average Joe like me, because I shouldn't even be an average Joe. So it's, it's dragged me up from the ground and gave me a up to this point a half decent life until I have to sell everything. But it was, <laughs> but, you know, I don't deserve to be what I am. From where I grew up, I shouldn't be living where I'm living now and living life I have now. And so I'm not a superstar or famous or or or, or, or you know multi millionaire, but it's given me a better life. And that's the whole thing of the sport around the world. You see all these from Mexico. That's why all them, they have a great tradition because of that. But then people like like YouTubers and celebrities coming in and it 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 bugs you a little bit. That's the truth. You think, you know, I've done it a hard way. I've, you know, I've, I've worked my way up from the amateurs all the way up. Gil Ali F5, look at him now. From from nothing, from a, you know, from a working class family. Does a proper thing. Wins all... Wins an Olympic gold medal. You can't get no better than that. In any in, in any genre of the sport, that's the biggest. The Olympic gold medal is the biggest thing you can get, bar none. And, and so he gets that, and he'll turn pro, and whether he wins a world title or not, he won't know any as much as Jake Paul. He'll have no, he'll never have as much fame or notoriety or respect as Jake Paul has. The respect is, is the wrong word. Than Jake Paul has right now. That's just the truth. And that's where, as a real boxing fan, you tend to go, "Is that right?" But the sport has done it. Not Jake Paul. Yeah. He hasn't done it. The sport has done it. The sport and, and it's done it forever. You know, the sp- boxing is is the real. You know, it's 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 the most untrusting of all sports. I feel, to be honest, and you can see why because organizations have fourteen champions and and they slip and slip and slide and hold people back and they've done it for in the fifties and they're doing it again now in, in a different way, and and it's. And you know, it, it it constantly gives itself a black eye. I one, think. One I think. That do... Go on, Martin. No, carry on, and I'll, I'll take this. I, I think. I think that's the point. Is that Barry like hit the nail on the head there? You have to say. You have to ask. Not what's Jake Paul doing. It's more how is boxing and how are boxing fans or fight fans happy to go along with this and happy to embrace it? Like, why have Showtime said, "Okay, cool, we'll do this." And you just have to look. I made a little list. If you think about the whole sport, some of its biggest stars just don't box often enough. Like, he's boxed, what, twice this year? Ben Ashton and... Uh, so two MMA guys made all sorts of money, bit sold-out arenas, pay- pay-per-view. Uh, while at the time, Fury and Wilder haven't boxed for 16 months. Okay, there's been reasons around it, haven't. Terence Crawford hasn't boxed for nine months, got nothing in the books. Anthony Joshua hasn't boxed for nine months. Errol Spence, obviously injured, nine months. Golovkin, nine months. None of these guys have boxed this year. Teofimo Lopez, 11 months. Again, a little COVID problem, but facts there. Arthur Baturbi had one fight in 23 months. Gary Russell Jr., WBC champion, hasn't boxed for 18 months. Maris Bredis, number one at Cruiserweight, sells arenas in his hometown, hasn't boxed for over a year. Like, these guys, some of the biggest names in the sport, aren't boxing. So then what, what is boxing if the, if the stars aren't doing it? It's, you can't just sit around and be like, well, they're... He's the that and he's the number one. Like, that's not sport at all, is it? That's these are just rich people in houses somewhere. Like, who yeah. cares about them? No, no, they're not boxing. So then people go, Well, what can we have instead? Especially Showtime. They're like, 
we need some money. We know that pay, like people fighting on TV can make us money. Just look at what they did with Mayweather. So they're happy to go wherever the money is. So you can't, you have to blame boxing for that. Yeah, I, I think most definitely. I, you know, I remember when um, Sky and Eddie Hearn put on that show. Um, was it was it this Paul or was it the other Paul? It was, the other, it was Logan Paul, wasn't it? Versus the other kid, the British YouTuber, and 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 Billy Joe Saunders on the undercat in in a horrible fight, by the way. But all the people on the other side, the the, the other promoter, the other TV channel, were all just going, "This is ridiculous. This is just absolutely rubbish." But then now they're doing it. And they're doing exactly the same thing. I know, I know, you know, now Hearn's gone to another channel. He sort of says, you know, I, I, I did it and it was fun, but I don't know, I don't like it and all that. But, you know, if he gets an opportunity, the zone will do it. And and BT will do another one if that did okay last night. And Sky will do another one if the Logan Paul Mayweather thing did half decent. And and so for, a, you know, for that, in that way, for a business sense, it makes, it makes sense for him if they're making money. But the sport, as you and what you've just said, is perfect. Actually, is that the fact that fighters don't fight each other often enough, or don't fight often enough? Only Canelo is leading the way there by looking to fight one, wanted to fight regular, because there's no reason to, to well, you can't fight three times a year unless you're injured. There's no reason because then those those three months training camps don't need to be three months because you're always regular. You know, you're fit from the last fight pretty much. Recover, taper down, and go again. I don't see why that that's ever an issue. Like, and and you have a shorter career. But you're not quicker, you're not younger, you're not fresher. It's, what's wrong with that? I just think it's ridiculous. That they, and, and again, boxing does it to itself. But saying that, no, that again, I've got to go back to the point that that wasn't targeted to the hardcore boxing fan last night. Neither was the Logan Paul Mayweather fight. And so, what are we worried about? It? Football players are not sat at home raging mad about the rest of the world versus England or whatever it is on ITV with all the celebrities playing football. They don't go, ah, they're all, that's our sport, they're nicking our sport. They don't. But at the same time, all those people who play who play on that, I forget what it's called, World Aid, Soccer World Aid or something. Soccer Aid, yeah. Yeah. They, they won't all say that I'm a professional football player. That's the, except the ones who actually were professional football players. They won't all think or pretend that they could be playing for Chelsea or, or, or they could probably get a game for Arsenal, actually, but... You know, you know what I mean? They, they won't be pretending that. That's the only difference that we have, that Jake Paul's masquerading himself as a professional fighter who's 4-0 you know, with three knockouts. And on paper, he is. So, yeah. I am I intrigued a little bit. I can point out for like an hour if you want. Uh, no, thanks. Yeah, thank thanks thank for that. I am so slightly intrigued about how this ends, though, because, okay, you have to put to one side what Jake Paul says about fighting Canelo and about changing boxing and all that. But he's had four fights. He's stepped up his opponent level, but that was not difficult given who he fought at the very beginning. But there's a finite number of former UFC fighters or, or fighters the UFC are going to allow him to fight. So unless unless they say, actually, we want, like Mayweather McGregor, they say, we want a share of this. So yeah, you can fight one of our stars, we'll do a co-promotion, etc. Unless that happens, he's going to run out of MMA fighters. And there's a very small pool of boxers who he could fight and look all right against. Which obviously brings us to Tommy Fury, who did win last night against Anthony Taylor, Jake Paul's sparring partner, an MMA fighter on points after four rounds. I did think, to be honest, that it was going to be a done deal, that they'd be in the ring afterwards, that would all be signed, sealed. But no, uh, it looks like it's not that far ahead if it even happens. 
But to me, that is the perfect fight for both men. Yeah, I think I think where it ends is he gets chinned by someone, to be honest, and then he goes and does something else. He's clearly a very enterprising, bright, unbelievably bright young man. He doesn't... I'm sure at some point he's going to go, nah, do you know what? It's not for me. And it'll probably end up off the back of a beating from someone. And you're right. They're not, it's not going to come from small MMA guys or old MMA guys. Not, that's not going to happen. But... I think he's going to fight Tyron Woodley again because he's going to get a tattoo on his leg. I mean, this just sums it up. Like, it's, it's unbelievable, really. So that's going to happen again. And then, yeah, maybe he'll fight Tommy Fury. But, Tom, like, Tommy Fury did nothing for his cause last night. And, again, he's a guy learning on his job. Like he said in the interview, trying really hard. But they're going to look at him and go, well, we need to make some money. We need to do numbers. We need this and that. It doesn't seem to be like they see him as the, as the one to do that, which is a bit of a shame because you're right. I think it'd be great for both of them. Tommy Fury is another interesting case because obviously he is where he is because of his brother and then Love Island. So he's sort of like Jake Paul Light in that sense. He's not just emerged because of everyone wants to see him because of his boxing. It's because of other things. And that, that brings its own problems and drawbacks. But he's learning on the job. And he's another one that he should be boxing four rounders at York Hall at four o'clock. Like that's where he should be doing the learning, not on a big show like that. He's never going to look good. You can go to any show and see the the novices, and they're, they're all struggling against people who are there to not get beaten up. Um, I don't think they, I don't see him getting that fight. And it's a shame because it would be a good money fight and it'd be good for his um, profile. But yeah, I think in answer to your question, where it ends is he's going to get, he's going to go up one step too far. To be honest, I thought it was yesterday, but it wasn't. He's going to go up one step too far and end up getting spangled by someone, I'm sure of it. But I, I think it depends on, if he believes he can fight, if he knows he's conning everyone, which he is, and if he if he believes he's if he just if he believes his own lie, if he believes it, actually think because no, after a while you think actually I am pretty good, and you spar people and you spar people better than you. I used to spar Robbie Regan as a kid. Robbie was British and European flyweight, two weights below me at, as a goal, but he could have battered me anytime he wanted to. He puts his foot on a pedal, and I'm I'm in the corner crying. I'm a young eighteen year old, and he never, but I knew that. And I and, and he, I love him because of that. Because you spar with some other kids and they batter you, and you so you knew where you were. But he's sparring with people who he's paying, who are not going. Even if he, even if he's, I could spar with kids. I used to spar with kids on my my friend's gym. I spar with kids like 15, 16, 18, and I was like in my mid thirty. I boxed for ten years, and I would, but I was still fit. So I'd make you look like I was. We were being competitive. And it was really difficult because I wasn't being competitive. I could have beat him up any time I wanted to. That's the truth. But I never, because why would I? And I wanted to feel good. I wanted to feel like it's been competitive and they're learning a bit as they go along. So if he's he's getting that in the gym, probably, but if he really thinks that he is that good, then he gets chinned. He takes a fight above his station and he gets hurt. Because you could see last night when he got hit, he took the shot, but he didn't know what to do. And that's the biggest part of, of being under pressure when you're not used to boxing is having punches thrown at you, you panic. It's not always taking the shot. It's what you do when you get hit and how and when punches are thrown at you, your natural reaction is to work away, hold on to something, panic. And he did a little bit. And against someone a bit better who knows how to punch correctly and, and is aggressive and looking to win, then he would be in trouble. I think he gets in he, he might not he might know that he's conning people, that he's that he's a level headed enough that he spars somebody and they batter him. And he packs the sport in and just says, this sport's trash, you know, or whatever. I'm going on. I've mastered boxing. I'm going on to this. And then him and his millions of followers just go, 
boxing don't exist anymore and we're on to this one. I think that's what will happen. And then someone else will take his place. I think it only ends all this stuff coming at people nick jumping into the sport and, and taking as much money as they can until someone gets seriously hurt, to be honest. And I hope that never happens. But I think, it, it, unfortunately, in anything, to get a speed camera on your road, someone has to die. It's horrible. So there you go. I dragged this down a few levels, haven't I? But you know, it's that, it is the one to get a speed camera on your road where people zoom past your road 50 miles an hour and all of, every day. Unless someone gets run over and killed, they won't put a speed camera there. And I think it's that's the same sort of scenario for, for us. Until something bad happens to one of these people nicking in the sport, pretending they're good, then it'll continue, I think. Maybe not as, as popular as this is. This might be the, the crest of it. But or it might be, I don't know. But I think it will get people in and out. Like we had in, we had Freddie Flintoff. We forget about Freddie Flintoff now coming into the sport. The upgrade, he got a license like that, to be honest. And he wasn't, no, and he had to go. And I admire him for having to go. I know, brilliant. But not to get a professional license against the guy who, when he, no, when he knocked, when he knocked Freddie down, the, the American he boxed, the guy was worried sick. He wasn't going to get paid. You could see his face. He was, oh, I wasn't meant to do that. It was a panic on him. And then that's so, you know, we don't want to see that. We want to see real competitive fights. But then, they could argue, was Tommy Fury's fight a competitive fight? That was garbage. And Tommy didn't look great. And Tommy looked, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't put Tommy in with anybody right now. That's for sure. Considering he's one of the Furies, you'd think he'd have a natural ability of some sorts. And he might have it, but I didn't. I haven't seen it yet. And, he, and he's blowing up his backside in a four-rounder. And that's a real worry. So him and Jake Paul you would think would be a ridiculous fight where Jay Paul gets put in his place. You still fancy Fury to beat him, but I don't think he beats him. I don't think he beats him out the side. I think it's a difficult fight for him. From what I see last night, him and Jay Paul, if it's an eight to 10 rounder and Jay Paul can take it past four, why are we talking like this? It's crazy, but this guy, like, you know, you sort of defend your sport and then you go, but actually I can't really defend it because of this. Again, the sports does it. It's not the people, it's the sport. That's where we're at. Quick, quick word on Daniel Dubois. It uh, didn't take long to get rid of Joe Cusimano down three times in the first round before the fight was stopped. I mean, it seems like Trevor Bryan is the, is the option at some point, be it next or otherwise. Uh, John Fury actually said he'd recommend against that. Um, but I believe that was actually partly the plan for last night. It just took a bit too long to happen. He's now no longer the interim champion, of course, because they've been ditched. Yeah. Um, but I presume that's the fight to make. Yeah, I think it's and it's good. It's a good. It's a hard fight for him. It is because it's a step up. I think you know, like, like we all we all presume that Joe Joyce is world class. I guess because he's just toughness, you know, and, and the rest of it. But that you know, he's lost it at the minute. He's lost it domestic. Well, no, not domestic level because Joe Joyce is beating guys who box the world titles and, and much above that level, but. No, still Dubois needs that and needs a decent name on his record to go. Oh, he is all that potential and and how good he might be is still there, but we haven't seen anything yet. And that last night didn't tell us nothing. That was just a welcome to the states fight. That was it was almost a waste of time. But for heavyweights, you can get away with it because it's all about because there was so much money. It's markability. Again, you can get away with him, but not when Jay Paul boxes a UFC guy. But he, he can box Cruz Amano there, who will be back on Soprano set next week. And and 
but he was yeah the guy was not lucky once the guy got hit the guy didn't know what to do and looked looked for looked for the floor it was a good 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 couple of shots i finished him i, I felt like but it was nothing nothing in front of Dubois. potentials there but again we don't we don't know what he's going to be like when he's under pressure we want to see that trevor bright's not the biggest of hitters but you know could could cause him plenty of problems the thing with Dubois is he hits so hard so you always got that get out of jail card I think it's a good. It was like you say, the fight was a waste of time. But I think any every camp that he can do with Shane McGuigan, obviously a new trainer, and they're working on new ideas and stuff, is a good thing. So um, I don't think I don't. I think he beats Trevor Bryan. To be honest, I think that he. Um, yeah, I think he's still on course. Okay, obviously the Joyce thing was bad and it didn't end well for him, and he got it was a bad injury, but. I still feel ba- not based on last night, but I'm really excited about that that partnership with him and McGuigan. I think they're doing the right things, and I think that he's a really exciting fighter. And I just want to see more of him, to be honest. Because you're right, Barry. Like you can't, he can't be. We can't afford for him, or he can't afford to be boxing twice a year, or even three times a year. He needs to be having four or five, even if they're knockovers. Like that's what we need to do. And I just worry at 23 years of years of age, he's going to get stifled in that way, and he's going to box twice a year for the next five or six years and he just won't get as far as he should do and he won't get the seasoning that he requires and and it will be a, a sort of a it could it could be a sort of underachieving career in that sense but hopefully not hopefully that's not what happens i think the problem with him is they turn pro way too early where you know as a heavyweight you've got to be turning pro like 25 or something because you know you, you you're maturing close to your, your, your 29 30s and he, he turned pro too young so you want to hold him back, but in this generation you can't you can't hold him back. If that was back in '88 or '94. Then he's boxing six times a year against nobodies, and he's 35 and 0 before he boxes anybody. But everyone's getting excited about him. But the, the you know the whole climate of the, of the sport has changed now, but you can't do that anymore. And that's why he had to be put in against Joe Choice. But in fair, they fancy the fight, and understandably why, you know, because he hits he just so very hard. You like to see him. He's exciting to watch. He does the fundamentals quite well. But you still want to see him under pressure. See if that you no know, that haunts him or happened when you know, when he took the knee. If that if that's that still haunts him or not, it might not. And I hope it doesn't. And then he, he can certainly move on. He takes a good shot, you know, and that's that's true. And 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 and, and he can certainly hit and he looks well. And I think you're right, Shane McGuigan, with that upright style that he that he naturally has. You know, Shane likes the straight, solid shots and he's patient in his work. And I think that that partnership should you know should be quite successful. Last but not least, on Saturday night, Sam Maxwell beat Akim Ennis Brown to become British and Commonwealth Super Lightweight Champion. Plenty of controversy in that one, Barry. How did you see it? I, I, I didn't watch it back, like, but I, but I look back at my my unofficial scorecard, and I couldn't, um, I couldn't get any closer than four points to Akim Ennis Brown. That's as close as I could get it. To be honest, I thought that he, I thought he, he won it. It, it, it wasn't easy for him, and it, no, and no round did he massively dominate, but he did more in almost every single round. I know, I know, Maxwell's punches had more weight, and he's a, a direct hitter, and sometimes the, the cleaner style is more appeasing to the judges. I understand that, but it's all about scoring punches, and I think Ennis Brown's was he hits enough. No, they, I know they got to be they got to be weight behind the shot for it to score. There's enough behind these punches to make him score in punches, and yeah, I I thought it was, and I, this is not about the boxers themselves. So it's not Sam Maxwell's fault. He's just trying to win the fight. He didn't score, but I don't see any in 
any way did it hold you how we even got close to winning that fight. I really don't. I'm not ringside, so you know, you see things differently at times, but I thought it was an awful decision where Akeem Ennis Brown was a clear winner. I mean, a clear winner. Obvious rematch, second. I'm, I mean, I'm not exactly calling from the rooftops for a rematch. No. It wasn't. It wasn't the most exciting fight, but it's one of them where it's just such a sort of oh, such a deflating one, wasn't it? And you and you think, okay, yeah, we're going to have to do it again. I think he. Uh, Ennis Brown like deserves one based on that, but yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the spectacle that maybe we'd hoped for given the build up. You know, I was really excited about it actually, but it was just a bit. And then the the uh, the scorecard was double, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do it. I, I hope I guess we'll, we'll we'll see it again, and yeah, maybe maybe Ennis Brown will ch- change and offer something slightly more and different because he'll just be worried about that happening to him again, and maybe that's what we'll do. But that's a big turnaround to do for a next fight, so we'll have to see. I, I've seen I've seen Brown enough times. I've worked, I've covered I've quite a few of his fights, but. He, that's the way he fights. He's not changing his style, and why should he? It's effective. It works for him, and it, and it worked for him Saturday night. That's the it worked for him. He didn't. He don't have to. He don't have to change. He can maybe throw more shots at times, but he doesn't have to. You know, he moves his head every time he throws a shot, and that's what frustrates them all. He, you know, they think he throws, they try and throw with him, but he he dips and rolls his head every time he moves, and it's 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 horrible to watch. I wasn't excited about the fight because I know, like you know, as much as I, like Brown's a nice kid, so is Sam Maxwell. You want him to win, but. His fights are always scrappy and horrible to watch. That's how he is. So when they're all building this fight, it'll be a great fight because on paper it was a competitive match. It was never going to be a good a, a good spectacle to watch, and that's that's the worry about about that. You know, the right the right guy won because he's better to watch. I'm not all about corruption and all that rubbish. You know, it's incompetent, or they've seen something that that we that we that I haven't seen. You know, that's you know, why why is my opinion more important than theirs? Why am I right and they're wrong? And you know the judges, but I just couldn't see any any again. Some of the rounds I thought, oh maybe I could give that to him, maybe, but I shouldn't, so I don't. I can still only get it four points. No, no a four point difference. I, that's the closest I could get Sam Maxwell to win it. So I think Brown was really hard done by. But you know, it is what it is, isn't it? You can't change it now. Bless him. Absolutely not. That is all for this week. Next weekend. We're not in Leeds, but the boxing world is in Leeds. Conor Ben, Katie Taylor, and of course, Josh Warrington bidding to avenge his defeat to Mauricio Lara. That should be a good one. I can't see how that disappoints, which definitely means it will. <laughs> but regardless, do join us next weekend as we look back on that one. And until then, take care.